So when you enter a place of practice, uh, you take your uh, where you live as the basic template of your practice, the way you live, and you refine meditation out of that. So it's not like you meditate and then you do other stuff, although clearly that's what can happen for many people who've begun because generally the way of life is so contradictory to Dhamma practice that it's just you can't start from the way you live <laughs> uh, you have to just go into a retreat and meditate and then you try and work out how you can get that to operate in terms of your life but actually in a monastery it's more like you learn how to live and your meditation begins to evolve out of that or at least there's a considerable uh, synchronicity between the two whereas the things you begin to learn the way you live begin to affect how you meditate and vice versa meditation often it makes you more clearly aware of the places where you still feel stuck or challenged or inattentive and then oh okay then you try to work it out in the way you live and so these two sides of our uh, practice, say external you could say, and internal though they're really just you know, positions should reinforce each other so we're not trying to live two different lives <laughs> you know, the meditation life then the rest of it, you're trying to live one life, so there's no conflict so when we enter a place of practice, as you enter meditation it's recognised that the place is dedicated to the Buddha to awakening but it does get taken over by a, a whole programs of personality self-orientation feeling separate from everything else uh, having to have things one's own way frightened of others um, very much besieged, very much isolated when you come to enter a place belonging to the Buddha then we all recognise really though we have our conventional positions as senior, junior, so forth. Actually, the person who really owns the place is the Buddha. The place is dedicated to the Buddha, the Dharma Sangha, and it's up to us to act as the gatekeepers and the caretakers and the custodians of it, so that whenever we pass, either move out, go somewhere else, or die, the place has been properly cared for, and we feel we've done our duty and it's also helped us to align ourselves to the way of the Buddha so it's kind of, and then you realize it's a place that's open for people who want to enter the way of the Buddha and it's like that, that's what monasteries are it doesn't mean it's open to everything <laughs> yeah. so even though sometimes people place their bodies in a monastery actually they haven't entered yet <laughs> it takes a while and sometimes they don't even realise what it takes just because you put your body in a place doesn't mean you've actually entered it yeah. and entering it and making much of it is very much a practice really entering it mm. but you look around and you see well, actually what, what, how is things how do people live here and you see they live according to precepts oh that's how, that's how you enter they live according to uh, community cooperation that's how you enter. They live according to, in terms of renunciation, no entertainments, no distractions. That's how you enter when you practice like that. And many things are already set up, you just have to follow. But probably the most uh, 
deeply penetrative place is the place of cooperation with other humans, with other people. Generally, when you go on retreat, you go on retreat and you basically don't notice or include other people. You kind of live on your own. And that can be quite peaceful. But to really change your world, you have to learn to be with other people. Because this is, this is the way all the sanya, the perceptions of oneself and the reactions are potent. They're there and they have to be understood. So you'd come here and you know, oh, what happens here? How do they operate? They operate as a group. Okay. And then you understand it works. They operate, they invite, they request, they offer, they don't command, they don't obey. They don't demand, they request, they invite, they offer, say, would you, could, could I offer? They do it frequently. Can I invite? Yeah. Request, the Sangha requested, invited for the meal. It's not, you've got to come here, you've got to go there. You shut up, you do this, you follow me. <laughs> they don't do that. It's just, uh, maybe we could do this, how's that? You sit in a morning meeting, you're always here. Well, somebody's got an idea, work monks. What do you think about this? Yeah, okay. What about that? What do you think? Lights? Lights? How much does that? What do you think? They want to get a sense of everybody's on board with it. So things are just brought up. Somebody's an idea, it doesn't matter. Senior, junior, they just pull their ideas and everybody feels comfortable. Okay, we'll do that. They cooperate. It's not like, I'm in charge here, everybody's got to obey me. <laughs> Or even I've got a fixed view. <laughs> we enter realizing we're really not in charge. We're just uh, caretakers. And we're really, one's in charge is the Buddha. And the Buddha is this way of operating. We look at the qualities of Buddha. It's this uh, sense of cooperation. What brings harmony? What brings people together? What's leading to the welfare of the greatest number of people? And then that's it, you practice like that. It's very important to get that sense. Because you can, uh, you see the various kinds of ways in which we find ourselves operating in worldly ways. One is to avoid responsibility. I don't know, it's up to you. I don't mind, it's up to you. The other is to take it all. I see it all. I've got to do it all. I'm in charge. I'm the one who has to do it all. These are ways of uh, the world. Mm. You're not cooperative. You see yourself as essentially different. Lesser, higher, lower, more important, less important. And all those. Uh, no, no. No, that's not, that's not the way we practice. We practice, we have a view, put it out there, listen to it. Okay. Maybe yes, maybe no, it doesn't matter. Then everybody's entered and you sieve it out what seems to be best cooperation. And you should cultivate this. By and large, yeah, I generally myself tend to not have an opinion unless one is really requested because it's easier that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If one seems requested or necessary, then I can throw it in. But I don't feel compelled to, to do that. Mm. 
But if there is something needs to be said, you say it. It doesn't really matter whether people follow it or not. Most important thing is you, you felt you've done your duty in accordance with the uh, practice of caretaking, looking after the place. So this is the way the monks train, and when you live in it, you pick it up, and you get used to it after a while. But lay people probably need to understand that, because you don't necessarily see it happening, how, how it operates. You see the results, but you don't know how it happens, because that's where they, people hash it out. And uh, they hash it out, and they make offerings. And they make offerings, oh, can I help you? Can I make a robe for you? Can I uh, give you a foot massage? Can I tidy your room? They make these, you know, not just working, but actually interacting with each other to establish a sense of friendliness and harmony where things can be said and things can be aired in a fr- relaxed and friendly way. And that's really important because all that builds up the sense of samagi. And if you don't know samagi, harmony, you don't have a sangha. If you don't have a sangha, you, you don't have a place to practice. <laughs> That's basically what it amounts to. Because although we say, you know, place belongs to the Buddha, you don't can't see the Buddha. You, know, you say the place belongs to the Dhamma, well, people have different opinions about the Dhamma. When you say the place really belongs to the sangha, it means when the people are acting in harmony, then you have a sangha. It's not just a bunch of people sitting in a building. It's when the people cooperate, listen to each other, prepare to negotiate, prepare to pause, prepare to request, can I take a break? Can I offer this? Yeah, can I help out? Uh, I'm feeling tired. Yeah, just to make your needs known, be listened to. Then you have a sangha. You don't have an army. You don't have a factory. You don't have an office. You don't have a business project. <laughs> you have a sangha, a community. And that's, that's practice. You've got to get over being nervous, embarrassed, awkward, self-conscious, <laughs> bossy. <laughs> You've got to get over it. <laughs> you can't come in 100% clean and bright. You've got to come in in a slightly disheveled state of people who live, lived in the world. <laughs> And just put it out there, you know, and prepare to accept, okay, we'll train with this, or just take it, work with it. Work with it with a sense of companionship rather than comparisons and criticisms. And then you really find that's how it really works. When you've seen yourself doing it wrong and somebody else has very kindly helped you to see that, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, good, thank you. So it's really important to learn how to to cultivate that, that way of training. Then you have a Sangha. Then you are Sangha. And that's a tremendously beautiful thing to see in the world. You can read Dhamma in books. Not good at no. You can have Buddhas on shrines. Yeah. But Sangha is when you live it. And that's the really... That gets right into the nerves. Into the reflexes. Into the how we are with ourselves and with each other. You can do that. The results are not just live in harmony with others. You begin to live in harmony with yourself because you've eradicated these uh, defilements and ignorance. Mm. So we practice together, train together, 
recognizing you know, generally when you practice you determine okay I'm here for three months two months one month one year right that's my place here's this place where I'm going to work work on these things with myself and with others so that uh, one will leave with no regret and also keep the field of, of the practice here well cultivated for the welfare of others yeah. Sadhu